The chase is on. So the points keep flowing. Oh, what a play. I need to see from a different angle. Wow. Can you believe that? It's the Three Blokes NRL Fantasy Podcast with Nick Callum and Riley. Oh, hello. Welcome to potentially the very last episode of Three Blokes NRL Fantasy Podcast for 2022. Joining, as always, it's Riley here, uh, Nick and Callum. Boys, what can I say except um, congratulate me right now? <laughs> play a song, mate. Play a song. Play the song. Here we go. All of you doubters out there, I've done it. And Callum, <laughs> Callum versus Riley in the grand final. I cannot believe it. I don't think um, anyone else in our league can believe it, lads. I can confirm this, and I'm one of them. <laughs> what a, what a, I don't know. It's just, yeah, <laughs> bull crap. It is. But look, we're, we're just talking off um, before we start recording, Cal, that uh, I am the pinnacle. I'm the prize, uh, prime example of why people should listen to Three Blokes NRL Fantasy Podcast because I'm, ha- I'm, I'm happy to say this. I can't deny this. You two have helped me get through the season with your opinions and your expertise, and here I am in the bloody grand final. How good. Here he is, the, the epitome of the three blokes. You listen to this potty, you'll end up in the finals. Don't listen to the others. Simple That's as it. that. How good. <laughs> All right, let's get stuck into it. Nick, hey, mate, your oh. mark's looking fantastic, although your score last week isn't. So what happened? Oh, you know, just a poor week, really. A um, few things didn't go my way. And uh, yeah, you know, I did get lucky the first two weeks to get through, to be honest. So um, yeah, um, didn't have the best score. Had had a really terrible score from memory. I, I, I was hopeful though. David Fafita was going very well for me until he got taken off. Mm. So yeah. Um, yeah, our different players, I can't recall exactly, but Dylan Brown only got 44, and then Napole or Bole got only 25. So that was really not ideal for me. And David Defeater, yeah, as I said, got 46, which wasn't great. So I was unable to get the win, unfortunately. Callum's just got the biggest smile on his face because, of course, last week it was you versus Callum and he got the win, which uh, sees him going into the grand final against myself, Cal. Uh, better score from you, mate. But uh, just, again, just some key players in there didn't really perform as well as you would have liked to have. That's it, mate. That's it. And I was uh, still crying last week throughout the round when you and Aiken wasn't in my team and I couldn't do my master plans. and get a better squad all uh, all together, but that's okay. I ended up bringing in I think this, Jesse Ramian, who only scored me 18 points in the centres, so that was absolutely fantastic. I uh, had the options of Stephen Crichton and Talakai and even Zach Lomax, and they all scored way better. Um, thankfully, though, I didn't go Stephen Crichton because, as we know, he's out, and we'll get to that shortly with the team list. Mm. Um, but, yes, wasn't overly impressed um, didn't even crack the 900, so putrid week, really. Absolutely disgraceful. Uh, but looking to bounce back, hoping to beat you. But we'll wait and see. My overall rank now is at 339, so I'm still floating around the same area, hoping, like I said, they'll bounce back my players and get into the at least the 200s. That'll be nice, but I'm happy with the season. And, yeah, that's pretty much it. What about you, Riles? How'd you go? Well done, mate. Uh, look, 
I had a pretty tough match against uh, Mitch, who I played in the uh, preliminary finals. It, the last game, after the first half of what was the last game, it was um, Tigers versus Dragons, right? That was the second last. Oh, and then the Titans versus Knights at the end. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So what happened, right? After the first half of that game, I'm sitting there going, I've won. I'm off to the final. And then AJ Brimson and bloody, what's his face? Dan Gagai. What the heck? Dan Gagain. 81. Hey? Dan the man. Dan the man. 89. Jojo Fafita as well. Jo- yeah, I saw Jojo Fafita getting like all these points. I'm like, where is he getting these points from? Yeah. And then they got taken away. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then like after the game, it said I won. 20 minutes later, he gets an extra 10 points, which puts him ahead. I've sent him off a message going, GG, mate, well done, well deserved. Uh, and sorry to say this, Cal, but I even said to him, I hope you beat Cal next week. And... Cal sends me a message in the morning going, congrats, mate. I'll see you in the final. <laughs> 10 points ahead of him now. So it was all ma- a massive roller coaster. But uh, look, overall score last week, I got uh, pretty... Oh, let me just restart the app. Bloody hell, my phone is terrible. Uh, last week, I got um, 951. Pretty good scores. I'm not going to lie. Uh Cameron Murray did well. IPAPS did well. Adam Dewey, just an absolute legend. Getting me 86. Uh, Reese Robson, Joe O. And then Tanner Boyd with the bloody 61, which got me. I was going to say, when were you going to say Tanner Boyd? Tanner Boyd, mate. He is the gemstone of my team this year. He is an absolute gun. Love him from the Titans. Even, (laughs) Even. the fact that he's in the Titans is just that cherry on top of Tanner, of what Tanner Boyd can produce for my team. So, look, overall rank now, I'm really happy with this, 4,318th, which, you know, just saying the cow before as well, going back two months ago, I wasn't even in the top 20,000. So, I've... Uh, man has been making moves. I have. Big boy energy. Here we go. And, look, going into the grand final, I'm feeling confident. And, uh, yeah, bring it on. C-dubs? Come on, mate. Come on, then. What do you got, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Just quickly before we move on, I've done this in the past and I would like to send my condolences to uh, Mitchell. Um, It was well fought, mate. Um, But yes, obviously you'll bounce back next year and hopefully you can go one step further, get into the the big dance. But good season. GG. Anyway, let's Uh, move on for the rest of the podcast. Uh, So... We're going to move into the changes for each team for this last round of the uh, the normal season. Cal, I'm going to he- uh, chuck it over to you, mate. Yes, all right. Get ready for this. It's pretty pretty big uh, changes happening this week. So we'll start with the Eels. Uh, they've named the same 17 as last week, although I expect Ryan Madison and Murata Niakure to swap prior to kick- kickoff following um, what they've been doing pretty much for the past previous weeks. Uh, for the Storm, only one change to the team. Tom Eisenhuth is out for the season. Uh, he suffered a syndesmosis injury last week. So Chris Lewis is the new man that comes in to replace him. The Bulldogs have a couple of changes. Corey Waddell is back from suspension, starting on the edge. Joe Stimson moves back to the bench. TPJ is also back on the bench. Um, Josh Suckey and 
Harry Edwards drop out of the team. Luke Thompson might be a late inclusion as well after he recovers from COVID. So just have a look out for that one. Uh, for Seagulls, Kai Weeks has been named at fullback with shifts cooler to the centres and Ben Trevojevic back to the bench. Andrew Davey is back starting on the edge. Ethan Bullimore back to the bench. Dylan Walker's also starting at lock. Josh Alloye drops out. For the Roosters, they're without Victor Radley, Daniel Tupo and Lindsay Collins. As a result, Take Aho, Mamorowski join the starting side. Fletcher Baker and Terrell May join the bench. For the Rabbitohs, Damian Cook is out as he's still suffering from COVID. Uh, Saliva Havili will remain at hooker. Campbell Graham is also out injured and is replaced by Jackson Paulo. Cody Nikarima has also been dropped in place of Peter Mamazoulis. Wow. Yes. For the Saturday games, for the Warriors, they've named Sean Johnson despite him suffering a calf injury last week. I would assume Dejan Arzi would probably be the one who would come in to the side if SJ is out. Yeah. Uh, Ewan Aiken is back. Ewan Aiken is back. Ewan Aiken is back. He is joined by Jesse Arthurs, Wade Egan, Marcella Montoya, and Rocco Berry, who all returned as well from uh, injuries and suspensions. Uh, Viliame Valia, Adam Pompey, Edward Cossi, Dynamis Louis, and Taniela Otokolo. They drop out. Freddie Lussick remains on the bench. For the Titans, Philip Sami returns after missing last week due to HIA protocols. Brian Kelly is out suspended. The Dragons have named the same 17 as last week with Jack Bird at lock. Keep an eye out, though. Andrew McCulloch is named amongst six in the reserves and could be a late inclusion. Some big names back for the Broncos. Pat Carrigan, he is starting at lock. Selwyn Cobo is named on the wing. Adam Reynolds is named despite suffering a severe head knock last week. Thomas Flegler has also been named despite leaving the ground last week due to a throat injury. Tyson Gamble is named to start at 5-8 with Ezra Mann dropped. Oh. Franco Lee, Kobe Hetherington, they're out uh, with injuries for this game. And Deloise Hoyter starts at centre as a result of that. The final game on Saturday is the Cowboys. Uh, the changes for them, Cohen Hess is out with the suspension. Ruben Cotter starts for him. Griffin Neem is back on the bench. Scott Drinkwater is named at fullback. Hamaso Tabuai Fido is named at 5'8", although Tom Dearden is named amongst six in the reserves and could come back into the side if fully fit, which means Hammer will probably push back to the bench and Granville will be out. Big changes for Panthers, as we know. Uh, Coach Ivan Cleary has opted to rest his players this week. Players include Dylan Edwards, Brian To'o, Stephen Crichton, Isaac Tungo, Taylor May, Jerome Luai, Moses Leota, James Fisher-Harris, Viliame Kikia and Isaiah Yo. Both at the and Spencer Lenyu are also out, but they're out injured. Yeah. I won't go through the players that have come in. If you want to do that, then just uh, check on the nrl.com website. It's going to be too much to get through. <laughs> the Knights, Anthony Milford, uh, he's out with rib injury. Phoenix Crossland's named at 5'8", Nick's favourite player. Uh, both Chris Randall and Jack Johns join the bench. Matt Croker has also been named to start at lock this week with Suase Sue dropping out. The Sharks have named Al Finucane amongst the extended reserves. It could be late inclusion. Matt Ikevalu is back on the wing with Kyle Iroh dropping out. Braden Trindle is also named on the bench this week, so just keep an eye on that one. Uh, the Tigers welcome back James Tarmow from suspensions. and Musgrove shifts back to the bench. Kemma Marlowe is back on the wing. Luke Garner is named at centre with both Asu Kapoa and Junior Pargo dropping out. Tyrone Peach is also back on the bench. And for the last game, Nick Kotrick returns from injury. Albert Hopawate is the man who is out of the green machine side. 
for the final team list of the year. It is done. Well done, mate. You can take a breath now. Very, Oof. very good. And look, massive changes coming, but hopefully we won't say uh, see these changes coming for next year because we've loved having them on on the podcast as our sponsors. So Harson Photography, uh, thank you for everything that you've provided for us this year. And if you want to know more about Harson Photography, just got to head along uh, to harsonphotography.com or you can find them on all social media platforms. Of course, they are uh, the service that you need at your party or special event. And we'd love to say a massive thank you for Wolf Consulting and Risk for being our other sponsor for the podcast. Loved having you guys on. And of course, Wolf Consulting and Risk, they're a Brisbane-based consulting firm. They service clients Australia-wide. They specialize in areas of risk management, litigation support, and restructuring. So a massive thanks to Wolf Consulting and Risk and Harsent Photography for all of your support and help for the podcast this year. Really loved having you uh, aboard. And hopefully next year we'll see you back. Hopefully we've done you proud. But we'll, we'll discuss... We'll discuss all that coming up for the uh, 2023 round. Um, And boys, 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 last round of NRL. Do you think that this 2022 season has been probably one of the best we've seen in a while? Nick? In terms of fantasy? Oh, just in general, man. Oh, just general? Yeah. For football? I think it's probably been probably the best like top eight for a while, if that makes sense, right at the moment. Um, there's an interesting stat. If Broncos and Raiders both win this week, they'll be on 30 points. The last time a team's missed out in the eight that's got 30 points or more is 1999. So oh. usually if you get 30 points, you're in. Even 28 points, you're in. Um, so... Yeah, that, that means these top teams are, are definitely way better than the, the bottom eight teams. Mm. Um, yeah, I just like how close it's been. Penrith have been by far the best team when they have everyone there. Um, but the next, I reckon two to eight are very, very close together. So it's going to be quite interesting uh, to see. And there's a lot of, a lot of good games uh, shaping up this week and into the finals. And we saw a preview of that last week in that Melbourne uh, Roosters game. So, uh, yeah, I think it's been a really good year. I, I hope uh, the NRL stamp out a bit of the uh, rule breaking that's going on uh, for next year. But we'll, we can talk about that a little bit later if we want. Right. Sounds good. Cal, your thoughts, mate? Yeah, I think it's been a great season, especially uh, with the Cowboys sitting up there in the top eight. It's fantastic. Best uh, Queensland team, uh, as they should be. Um, but no, look, in all um, honesty, it's yeah, it's been a pretty good season. Uh, I think it's a lot better than last year. I'm not going to say in terms of the football that's being played, mm. um, just with the results each week, it's been a lot closer with the bottom eight and also the top eight this year. Last year, there was a clear gap. Yeah. Um, and you could see that each week and it was pretty um, – Disappointing to watch a couple of teams get absolutely smashed last season, uh, but it's nice that everyone's bounced back. Obviously, the rule ch- the rule changes that have come in this year um, have impacted that, and they've also impacted fantasy as well. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, I think this season's been pretty good. Um, also, with fantasy, I've enjoyed it, but 
next year, I think we might have a completely different game, to be honest. We'll have to wait and see what happens. There are a few rumours going out. It could go back to how it was a few years ago. All right. Interesting. Don't leave us hanging on that. <laughs> <laughs> it might just be the setup where you only allowed a certain amount of players. Um, so similar to what it is now, um, but on your bench, you might have allocated um, positions that you have to fill each week instead of just having oh. whatever you want for your bench. So wow, it might be a system that they've worked on previously with that. And obviously with the, the new team coming in, there'll be a few changes there and everyone's waiting to see what those changes will be. And it'll be an exciting time come December and January when they put the uh, updated app out and everyone will be starting to create their teams. I know I'll be on there straight away. I think this year there hasn't been a game where I've had full confidence in a team winning. Like I've had, you know, I'll put 50 bucks on this game for this team to get up because I know they're going to win. Every single game this year, it's been, oh shit, you could see this team bouncing back and beating this team. Like a couple of games I've been thinking, oh, the Roosters could easily beat the Panthers or the Eels could have an upset, uh, you know, and then the Tigers just out of nowhere. Like we all thought that their season was over, but they've come back just absolutely blazing. Uh, next year, it will be interesting to see the inclusion of the Dolphins. Um, but in case of this year, I think it's just been a really good season of footy to watch and get amongst so yeah how good all right well potentially our last potty of the year we do have to open up the discussion and uh open up the the forum for this round of footy the last round of the nrl season and boys i guess um look my first question is who are the best trading options for this week for each position you know coaches have a trade left, have players out due to injuries, suspensions, you know, being rested. So how do, how do we want to go about this? Do we want to go through each, each position individually, Cal? Yeah, mate, we can go through um, each position. Excellent. All right, let's start off with Hooker. What do we think? I'll start. <laughs> um, obviously, this week, Cookie's out. So uh, he'll be probably someone that, if you do have a trade, coaches will be wanting to move on. And I also want to congratulate those coaches who still have trades. First off, what are you doing? Uh, but good stuff. Um, you can't go past Harry Grant. I think Melbourne Storm are probably going to bounce back this week, considering it was a tight um, match last week. Eels also don't normally win three games in a row. So I wouldn't be surprised Melbourne come out, have a fantastic game. Harry Grant will have to be playing extremely well if that's the case. So I wouldn't be surprised if he scores quite well this week. Um, the other options, obviously, you've got Reese Robson, Ruben Cotter as well. Um, I've got a bit of a pod option here as well. Um, now, this is a bloke who's only 1.6% of teams. That man's Tanner Boyd. He's got the jewel of hooker and half. Now, he's averaged 55.3 in the last three games. How he has done this, I don't know. He might be paying the actual NRL um, people who run the app. No, that's, uh, that's but look... Information. He's got 53, 52, and 61 against Seagulls, Dragons, and Knights. Those teams haven't right been playing the greatest. If you're, not, if you're not starting him next year in fantasy, I don't know what you're doing. This guy is, is, is the future well, of NRL fantasy. He is an absolute I'm, dead set weapon. And I don't even know if he'll be wonders. in the starting he's team. He's the reason I am in the grand final right now. Tanner Boyd, love your heaps. Up the mighty Gold Coast Titans. Anyway, Cal, continue. I don't even know if he'll be in the starting team next year, mate. you got Kieran Foran coming. He might be on the bench, Tanner Boyd, but 
That's all right. You can have him then. Um, he scored above 50 against the Warriors as well. Um, well, sorry. I, I would expect him to score 50 against the Warriors um, as well next week. <laughs> oh, as Nick's just sneezing away there in the background, coughing on our screens. You're right, mate. You're allergic to or something. I muted myself, though, did I not? You did, but we could still see it pop up on the screens. It just out of nowhere. Oh, gosh. Apologies for that one. No. It's a good laugh. Your hookers, mate. That's 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 mine. They're done. They're my options. My hookers, um, yeah, I currently have two just in the back room over here. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Love it. Uh, but if you're talking about NRL fantasy hookers. Um, <laughs> so bad. <laughs> Look, yeah, I think Harry Grant's the best option there. And, uh, yeah, I'm not sure about Reese Robson and Ruben Cotter. They might get rested if they're winning by a lot. Um, I, I might go Jaden Braley, possibly. Or, yeah, Tanner Boyd, I guess, depending how much money you have. Where has this comedy been all year, mate? Anyway, let's move on to middle forwards. Uh, Nick, we'll stick with you. What do you think? I mentioned it last week on the uh, potty with Cal about Patrick Carrigan. I think he might have a big game. Oh, yes. Um, but obviously, if you don't have people at the top like Isaiah Yo's out and you have a trade, you'd probably move to someone like possibly uh, Joe Tarpany. I think obviously Canberra need to win. A lot of people don't have him. Uh or Tino. We mentioned probably the similar people to last week, as we said. Yeah. Cal. Yeah, no, I've got the pretty much the same options down there. If you've got Isaiah Yo and you want him to trade out, obviously Ken Murray's pretty good. Um, mm. I'm not sure if he'll play 80 this week. I have a little bit of concern about that. I might I think he might get maybe the 60-65 against the Roosters. Um I think Joe O is probably one of the better options to bring in, to be honest with you, for Isaiah Yo. Mm. He's been playing good. He was on negative one after like 10 minutes last week and I was stressing because he's in my team. But he bounced back and ended up scoring a 50-odd from, I think it was 60 minutes or something. Yeah. Ended up playing. So pretty good in the end. Obviously, we mentioned Ruben Cotter every week. Um, I think he'll probably have a bigger role this week considering Cohen Hess is out. I wouldn't be surprised as well if the Cowboys are winning against the depleted Panthers side. Um, They might rest people like Jason Tamalolo a little bit more. So Ruben Cotter might get more minutes than what he has been. Um, obviously, IPAPS is there. But I also had my smoky options as Tino and Pat Carrigan. Um, I do like Tino, um, especially if he gets over that 60 minutes, which he has been. And I probably would expect him to get that as well with Haas on the bench because I probably see maybe Fafita going off, like I said earlier, for maybe that 20 to 25 minutes. Yeah. So if that's the case, Tino will have to be out there longer. And who knows? He could score a try as well. He can score tries against... Um, weaker defending sides um, yeah. and the Warriors this week. I know they're at home and they lift a little bit more, but he could crash over. So Tino's a very smoky option. I like him. Big Tino for Suamala Awi. All right, let's move on to Edge Fords. Nick, mate, over to you, champ. What do you got for us? Uh, well, let me bring up the edges here. Um, there's not a lot of edges actually getting rested from my memory. 
Viliami no, Kikau. I don't know if you'd have Viliami Kikau, but I think Shane Krings did. Shout out to Kringsy. There you go. <laughs> um, I think obviously IPAPS is probably the yeah. top of the list there. Or Sean Lane, he's been absolutely killing it. Hudson Young is another option there, Cal. Yeah, mate. Um, Huddy Young. Yeah, I'd probably go those three. David Fafito is a no-go anymore. <laughs> yeah, so those three. Look to bring in those three if you can or something, if you want to. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Callum, over to you, mate. Yeah, look, I had um, obviously the IPAPs. Fafita, I put an X next to because he's got that dislocated finger. So he might go off and have a little bit of a time away from the game there. Um, had a young though. Yep, I like him. Obviously, I wanted to get him in my team. Couldn't fit him in. Uh, Sean Lane. Depends what Parramatta side rocks up against Melbourne, if it's what they have been on that third week where they have been winning. He might not score as well, but I do like him still. Um, and the other spice option is Ola Kawatu, like that Riley had. And he has been scoring well, obviously. They like he needs to be playing next to Cherry Evans, who's playing good football for him to score well. Mm. And I think they might be able to do that this week against the Bulldogs. Interesting. So, Olakuado, smoky option if you want to get a bit of a pod that's a little bit cheaper. One that's been giving us a lot of headaches, uh, the position to fill is Harles. Nick, coming into the last game, mate, your picks. Well, I'll probably just chuck Tanner Boyd in there like you have, eh? Yeah, mate. Absolute gun. All right, who's rested here in the halves? No one. <laughs> Jerome Luai is rested. Uh, he's not relevant. With those 6% owners of Jerome Luai? Yeah, unlucky if you're one. If I was to bring someone in, mm. difficult choice. Probably. Tanner Boyd. Great yeah, Tanner Boyd, as I said. Jamal Fogarty. That's probably the two. I can't trust the Eels boys against Melbourne. There's no way. No. Munster, I'd, I'd trust Munster over those two. Munster to bounce back. Maybe. I hope not. Because, Cal, if, if Munster scores well, mate, you've won the grand final. You've won the GF. One can hope, mate. How about Jerome Hughes? He got 72 last week. He did. Surprising. Yeah, it's a bit of bounce back factor there from what he was last year, really. Mm. But I, I like the narrative there of Munster bouncing back, obviously because he's in my team and Riley doesn't have him. Yeah. Um, but getting away from that matchup, I still think that he he's a player that if he has a bad performance one week, normally he comes out the next and he absolutely blitzes it. So yeah, let's hope not. I reckon if you can get Munster in still, that'll probably come up trumps for your team. If not, uh, I do like Fogarty. I do like Dewey and Spice AJ Brimson floating oh. around has been scoring. Oh, AJ. The bloke last week, we recommended him for Ruben Garrick. Wow, he didn't he perform. So AJ, I don't mind him, to be honest, against the Warriors. I know it's in New Zealand, but smoke. He is, yeah, brilliant. Love it. Absolutely love it. All right, let's move on to our centres. Over to you. Me. All right, centers. Dane Gagai. <laughs> I'll just 
Uh, we got a few rested here, haven't we? We got Taylor May, uh, Campbell Graham, Stephen Crichton, Isaac Tungo all out. Now, Cal went with the Ramian last week, which was quite interesting. I would have went with the, the Lomax. Yeah, I would have went with Lomax. <laughs> Obviously, you and Aiken's back, um, which is quite interesting. Lomax against Brisbane, that is spicy. That is very spicy. How about Talakai? Has he found some form again? 50 points, a lot in base there. A lot, yep. <clears throat> I wouldn't mind him. Uh yeah, Dan Gogo, who are they versing Cronulla? Yeah, maybe nah. Nah. Maybe maybe a pass on that one. Yeah, I think uh, Lomax, Talakai, Jack Bird, is he playing in the forwards again? He is. Yeah, that could be interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Bird right. watching. Cal. Yep, Jack Bird I like. Talakai I like. You uh, and Aiken. You should have just kept him. You would have beat me last week. To be honest with you, I probably should have traded out Will Kennedy to Hammer. And then if, you know, paid the risk of uh, you and Aiken not being there, but you couldn't predict that. You weren't sure what um, was happening with his personal reasons of being out. And then also whether he would go back to New Zealand with those personal reasons, if it was family related or anything. So, um, but look, I'm still saying Ramian's pod. I've got him, so I may as well continue the theme there. Um, I just looked at the two matchups for Cronulla last week, and I looked at this one in particular for the Knights. He's had scores in the past three games of 58, 59, and 72 against the Knights. So I'm hoping something will happen like that. If it does, I'll be laughing. He, Yeah, he got 58 earlier in the year. So what's that, a 63 average, I think, from three games? So if he can do that, fantastic. Um, safer bet though, you'd have to go one of those three that I mentioned previously. And we're going to finish off with our winger fullbacks. Nick, over to you, mate. Who do you reckon? Yeah, it's quite interesting. Um, it is, mate. Again, not a lot of top tier guys being rested, but the middle middle tier guys um, are. How about King Gutho thoughts here, Cal? <laughs> mm, you can't no. score well against good teams I don't think Gutho I wouldn't be buying Clinton into your team this week Clinton Gutherson nah, probably AJ at that mid-range price there as we yeah. said um, obviously if you can get to top tier guys like Adam Dewey's probably a decent option mm-hmm. I still think Joey Marnie is a good option he scored quite well last week if you can get to him uh, or even Ted Teddy's cheaper than Marnie actually Yep. so if you can get up there Scotty Drinks, still a decent option against Penrith. Interesting. The man who drinks, yeah. Yeah. Look, I, I agree with Nick's, um, all those players. Another one, Jaden Campbell as well. He's been playing okay against the Warriors. He might score. What did he score uh, last a few, week, Jaden? A few tries. He got 48 last week, I think, or 49, Jaden Campbell. Uh, so. uh, yeah. Yeah, not bad option if you can maybe get him in at a slightly cheaper price if you can't get to one of the top guns but that's probably about it really fantastic all right those are our uh positions to fill for this week now who is the best captaincy option this week lads i'm gonna get your thoughts up first cal who do you reckon mate mate it's a little bit difficult this week to be honest with you it's not as straightforward as what people think no i still want to say nico hines is probably the best captain 
Um, in saying that, though, Braden Trindle's on the bench. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if Sharks are winning, which you like, you expect them to against the Knights. Yeah, for sure. Um, I wouldn't wouldn't be surprised if they decide to rest Nico Hines. Um, look, in saying that, though, he could easily still go out there and blitz it, and he could score 60-odd points from 60 minutes. So, look, I, I probably would say Nico Hines, but who knows if they're winning by 20-something at halftime. Braden Trinzel is a pretty good um, half to have there. And, yeah, if they're winning by that at halftime, Nico Hines might have only one half of football in him. So... It's true, mate. Um, the other options, other than Hines, Murray, but like I said, I'm not sure if he'll play um, the full 80 this week. Uh, spice option, Cameron Munster. I do like IPAPs potentially as well. And a bit of a pod, Adam Dewey. Ooh, can we trust Adam Dewey? I was going to I was gonna go Adam Dewey, but he is very inconsistent. He is inconsistent. Um but I think if Broncos win, Tigers might, like, they have to come out anyway and try and stop the Raiders. But who knows? They might actually come out and say, oh, we've got something to play for here, even though they really don't. Yeah. Um, but who knows? They might come out and say, well, let's let's try and give it to these Raiders players and stop them from getting into the eight. I know a lot of Brisbane supporters will be backing Adam Dewey this week to go large. And if he does, then you'd expect West Tigers have a pretty decent game. Anyone else on your radar, Cal? Um, not overly, mate. What about DCE would, up against? The I was going to say I, I would like to say DCE, but I just can't trust him with the month of football that he's played. Yeah, I probably captured Adam Dewey over DCE, even though, like, they're versing the Bulldogs, who aren't the greatest, but they did keep Cronulla Sharks. So I think it was sixteen points last week. So who knows? Uh, Nicholas, over to you, pal. Yeah, like, well, I mean, Callum's covered most of the options there. So I'd probably captain Burton over uh, DC in that game. Manly are playing oh. shocking. <laughs> yeah. Matty Burton. You know, can't we just go back to the days of captaining Payne Haas and him getting like a 60 to 70? Like, can they change the scoring back to that? Because I love those days. Can I have Nathan Cleary back on my side, please? And not no, being he was rested. Trash, bro. He's Terrible one of my worst with- trade ins this year. We'll get to that. What a joke. Oh. <laughs> lost me lost me about 150k and got him in round five so that's great i made it into the final without having cleary in my team for the whole year that says something that's why that's why you probably have because the start of the year is all about generating cash cash flow yeah i got no cash flow from nathan no unlucky champ so my captaincy options you're probably wondering well, the obvious one that I know none, none of you have mentioned, uh, Tanner Boyd. Oh, That's, yuck. He'll play the full 80. They're versing the bloody Warriors. Tanner Boyd to get an easy 70-80. Double that. Boom. You've got a winning captain for your team. Don't be surprised, Callum, if it comes into this week, mate. You and I in the grand final, I've put the captaincy on Tanner Boyd and I end up winning the whole bloody comp. It could you're happen. a brave man. You're a brave man if you do so. You just never know, my friend. You never oh. know. But tell you what, uh, you got to go with Nico Hines. Or who are the Rabbitohs playing? The Roosters. Look, Latrell, it could be an interesting one. Latrell? He could go, he could go large against the Roosters. You know what I mean? Um, but 
I also agree with Nick, Matty Burton, Nico Hines, or Tanner Boyd. Those are my three options. <laughs> Tanner Boyd. <laughs> Tanner Boyd, baby. It's just fantasy oh. at the moment. He's just an absolute gun. All right, Cal, i got to ask, mate. You put account- accountability in the run sheet. Did you want to explain what that is for me? Accountability. <laughs> <laughs> What do you mean by Mate, that? We're going to go through and we're going to be accountable for pretty much best trade-ins don't really count, but our worst trade-ins and for those that we recommended throughout the year, our worst recommendations and our best recommendations for people to get into their sides. Love we're it. going to be accountable for this. All right. I'm should struggling to find with, a best trade-in. Should we, should, we do, huh? should we start with the best trade-ins with buys? What do you reckon? Yeah. Who's going first? Let's throw Mate, I've got, a, I, Cal, I've got a whole know. list and I'm happy just to read out my whole list here because I have got a list this And long. tell tell us what round you brought him in. I Are will. You all that? Yeah. Uh, for, for a couple, I will. Okay. Um, but look, I'll start the season. Like best trading that I could have ever done and not everyone did this. Nico Hines, the man has created that much money for me. Mm. Yes, I've never traded him out, but he has just been a gun all season. I'm so glad I started with him. I only started with him as well because... The goat Nathan Cleary wasn't playing, so Nico Hines, it's ex- exceptional pick right there. I yeah. pat myself on the back for that one. Well done, man. Um, Brad Schneider, everyone had him, so he was a good option. Nanai as well, Randall King, they were fantastic to start the season off. Um, I traded in Taylor May after his first big score, so I was happy bringing him in. There's a little bit of risk involved there. Um, Isaac Tungo, I didn't start with him, so. Taylor May for me was a pretty good um, cash generator and a great buy. Um, Ruben Cotter, I bought him in over Tom Starling in round six. Um, I removed Nick's man, Billy Smith, as well that round, and I bought in Cola. So that was probably one of the better moves I did all season. Um, Tried out two injured players and Josh Curran and Kurt Mann in round eight to Jazz Tavunga, who was a great pod and also a moneymaker for my team, even though there was that risk involved as well. And I also had enough money then to be able to afford to bring in Nathan Cleary. And I still think that was a decent buy-in at that point of time in the season because he dropped a little bit and then continued to hover around that price and went up obviously before he got sent off and lost me a great deal of money. Um, Brody Jones to Adam Elliott in round nine was also a great move. Uh, Round 10, I went Pappenhausen to Matt Burton. Yeah. So that was pretty much around the point where I thought Matt Burton, we spoke about it moving into the um, podcast that we didn't really like Matt Burton's first initial 10 games. And I just thought, look, I'll back that narrative. And that's when he started to do some uh, do some stuff around the, the NRL fantasy uh, world. So it was brilliant. Um, Leah Thompson as well. I traded him out to Saliva Havili. That was probably one of the more pod options that I bought in throughout the year. And he made me a fair bit of money. I think it might have even been, I think it was over 200K in mm. the end. So, yeah, spicy there. It was great. Um, Nat Butcher, traded him in twice. I think I think he's been a good uh, addition, sorry. Um, twice, Reese Robson, round 11. was good. Um, I bought in Karaz. Everyone bought him in. Nice money there. Um, traded Jazz out. Tohu came into the side with that um Cameron McInnes 
came into my side. Um, and I also got Angus Crichton, Ezra Mam as well that week. I traded out Lachlan Ilias before he lost the small amount of money that he actually made. And yep. that was in round 14. Um, and then I think pretty much the last couple of trades that I've done from round 17, Max King to Joe I think that's probably turned out pretty good for me. Um, also bringing in both Adam Dewey and Luttrell when they were cheap in round 19, as well as Cameron Murray that round. I think that was a pretty good move. And my team was set really um, until Nathan Cleary went out, um, but had trades in, in place and was able to move him on. But yeah, that's pretty much been my best moves of the season. All right. Good stuff. Nick, um, before you, mate, just want to say, that my decision to bloody sell David Fafida for Pangai Jr. in round five, what was I thinking? That was probably the dumbest thing I've ever done. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> Pangai Jr. was only in my team for, like, five rounds, and then I brought uh, in Tohu Harris. And then, like, coming into, like, the last five rounds, I then brought back David Fafida. So it's just been a, a random triangle that I've had. So probably wasn't the best decision I ever made there, but for my good trade-ins, uh, is it Matt King from the dogs? Yeah. Maddie. Maddie. Yeah. He, um, <laughs> that's not, I'm jeering you up. Oh, okay. I, I, also, are you calling that a love triangle before? I was mate. Okay. Be pretty no, it's Max King, one. Max King, Max King. Thanks mate. Max King. They just have a letter M and there's too many Kings in the game. So I get confused sometimes. Max King, he made some pretty good dosh for me, and then I sold him off. I can't remember who I brought in, but yeah, my team's just been all over the place of late. But um, anyway, that's my two cents, Nick. Right? You want to hear all the bad trades that I made? Yeah, mate, go for it. We could be here all day. You, yeah, you probably will be. So with my starting team, I had so many problems; it was actually a joke. So. I sold Jason Tamalolo out after two rounds, which in hindsight was probably too early because he did score a couple of decent ones after that. Mm. Um, I sold Reed Marnie in round four, had to. He was absolutely terrible for me to start the season. I had Adam Fanua Blake as well, had to sell him in round five. He was absolutely shocking. And I sold Jack Bird in round five as well. He was even worse. So, yeah, that wasn't great. Uh, in those trades, I didn't bring in anyone decent, to be honest. I brought in... Tungo in round three, which was okay. And I brought in Tom Starling in round four for Reed Marnie, which was also a pretty decent option. Apart from that, brought in so many terrible players through that point. Um, I liked how Mitchell Moses, I had him at the start of the season, sold him in round nine. Um, he, he really helped me start the season well and gave me a lot of wins. Um, I probably shouldn't have sold him in the end. I probably should have just kept him. He did really well for me. Um, I brought in Adam Elliott that week though, and he was he did well. Uh, I, I sort of got back on track here with Nat Butcher, Reese Robson um, in round thirteen. I brought in Joey Manu, Xavier Savage, and Angus Crichton. They were all still in my team. Oh, sorry, Xavier Savage isn't now, but they were in my team for quite a while. Those three. Um, I brought in Jackson Hastings as well, who who did well for me in a period there. And then going to the end of the season, um, round 18 was quite interesting. I brought in DCE uh, and Kalen Ponga, which was great. And I had to sell Kalen Ponga out <laughs> oh, two rounds later, which was great. Um, yeah. So not the best. 
um, yeah, a lot of a lot of bad trades at the start of the season. I don't want to run run through all of them for you, but you can. Uh, yeah, just a poor start didn't help. Brought in Nathan Cleary too early, I think, as I mentioned, round five. Mm. He didn't give me any value, um, and sort of it sort of affected the rest of my team. You know, I was bringing in these these guys who weren't the best, like uh, Blake Taff and Brody Jones and Kobe Hetherington, who who weren't the best, but they were cheaper than other options. All right, let's uh, move on to worst trade-ins from the year. Cal, we'll start off with you, mate. Listen here. Blake Taff is the captain of worst trade-ins this season. If you brought him in and you say he was a good trade, you're kidding yourself. Simple as that. That's me done. No, um, look, we, ne- we knew he, wasn't, we w- he was never going to get those big numbers. He was never going to produce them. Um, I brought him in in, I think it was round seven, and that was probably the best cash down and clear option to bring in at that point. Um, other than that, like trading out a couple of people in Cola and also probably bringing in Mbai, that probably wasn't the greatest move in round 20, let's be honest, um, especially because he went down. Um, but look, that gave me the money to go. Volk went to paint Haas and bring him back in my side. So it's not bad. I, like, I'm, I'm not going to say that these players are the worst trade-ins I've done. Um, but with their overall contribution that they made uh, when I when I purchased them for my team, and looking at like other alternatives, I, I probably should have held these players and bringing them in, mm. and also just bringing in another option. But they have Pat Carrigan uh, with Payne House being out. I bought Pat Carrigan in. Technically, looking back, I probably should have just held. Um, and also with Nathan Cleary bringing out, I bought in Joe Tarpney. I thought he was going to average more than Munster, but. In hindsight, I probably should have just bought in Munster because I eventually did it anyway um, because like Tarpney got injured a week later anyway. But yeah, that, that's pretty much my worst trade-ins. Blake Taff is just up there. It's simple as that. Uh, again, Pangai Jr. Worst thing mm. I've ever done in fantasy this year. Nick? Oh, I've got, I haven't been a captain of worst trade-ins this year. I've got all, all of them. All right, let's start off with my starting team again. Billy Smith, just a great option. He's been in my team the whole year since day dot. Great. He was not even a trade-in. He's just a starting guy who didn't make any money for me. So I basically had 20 players instead of 21 this year, which is great. Um, Leo Thompson, round three, brought him in. Don't know why. Don't tell me why. King of fantasy, mate. King of worst trade-ins is me. <laughs> why did I bring in Leo Thompson in round three? I don't know. I need to go back to that week. Just what am I doing? Kobe Hetherington, round five, absolutely shocking. What the hell was he doing in my team? Not a lot. <laughs> Blake Taff, round seven, traded him in for Billy Walters, which shouldn't have done it because Billy Walters ended up pulling a couple 50s out after that. Yep, done. <laughs> Brought in uh, Sifa Talakai, round eight, after his 100 score. That was great. Not. Had to sell him out after he got back-to-back-to-back to back to back 20s. TPJ brought him in in round 10, then sold him out in round 13. Absolutely yep. shocking. Yep. <laughs> it, gets, it nearly gets worse here. I brought, I brought, I brought back in Jason Tamalolo um, after he got a few 60s. I thought, here we go. He was pretty cheap. And he ended up getting me three or four scores of 40 points, which is brilliant. Lovely. Kalen Ponga, round 18. Absolutely shocking. <laughs> um, 
I don't know. Like everyone, Will Kennedy, round 16, like seriously, he got yeah. injured though. But I mean, it's not that bad. He got injured. A lot of people brought him in. And uh, my last trade is just an absolute botch job here because I had to bring in a center and I brought in Matt Burton and he's been absolutely poo. And I brought in, had to bring in Kay Dykes with him to get him. And then Kay Dykes played one game. So oh. that's great. But yes, so yes, that's uh, you can put a list there. It's about 10, 10 people at least, probably yeah. more. I was going to say at least. <laughs> at least 10. Far out. At least 10. Whew. Let's yeah. move on to our uh, best recommended players. And look, throughout the, the whole episodes of the podcast that we've done, we've actually had some really good recommended players that a lot of coaches who have been listening have got in their final teams that they, they brought in because of our potty. So, uh, Cal, did you want to name a few of those players, mate? Yeah, mate. Nico Hines, obviously, clear yeah. standout. Um, you and Aiken at the beginning of the season. Payne Haas as well. Harry Grant, we all recommended him. Mm. Um, for myself, Ruben Cotter, Cola, Jazz Tavunga, Saliva Havili, Adam Elliott, Matt Burton, um, Reese Robson, Nat Butcher, and Joe O. Joe O. That's yes. probably one of the bigger ones from me. Um, even Lat Mitchell, you know, when he came back, we recommended that coaches try and bring him in and he's done wonders ever since, hasn't he? That's it. Yep. Nick, mate, your turn. <laughs> well, I didn't really give uh, the listeners many good options at the start of the season. Uh, <laughs> my, my best option at the start of the season was probably Mitchell Moses, starting with him. He actually scored quite well and consistently. Um, Adam Elliott at that time, I, I really liked him, as Callum said. Joey Manu as well for that round 13. Probably my best, really. And then at the end of the season, I guess Dylan Brown, when I jumped on him, Cameron Munster, David Fafita. I know in the middle of the season as well, Riley, I mentioned to you, Jaden Campbell, I think you yeah. did bring him in for a while, then he got injured. He was actually going quite well. Yeah, yeah it was a. I'm just trying to find the round. It was like sort of in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he was doing quite well, and then I traded out Xavier Coates and brought him in, and then he ended up getting injured. And I can't remember what I. What, uh, yeah, round round twelve, I did that, and then I don't know who I brought in for Jaden Campbell after getting injured. And they look. Xavier Coates oh, was another Xavier great Savage. guy. Huh? That's right. Brought in Savage from the Raiders. So quite interesting. Uh, do we believe that Nanai was a good option at the beginning? Definitely. Yeah, probably, yeah. yeah. Him, Max King. Chris um, Randall, like all yeah, the obvious ones. Great options. Yeah. Did I also mention as well, I forgot to mention this bloke, but he was like one of the first trades I ever did. And that was Isaiah Yo. Traded him out for Angus Crichton, brought him in my team. He's been sitting in my team for like over 20 rounds and he's done absolute wonders for me. Some weeks he's won me games. So Isaiah Yo has been an absolute gun. Let's move on to our worst recommended players. And on top of my list, lads, it is uh, Valet from the Bloody Warriors. Did you recommend him, did you? No, remember, you you did. Very good. I, I, I think people have really misinterpreted what I said at the start of the season there. Oh, I said it. You've, you've got the audio. You've, we've played the audio. Mm. 
I was saying it as a joke and everyone took it literally. Like I just said it, you know, lock him in, ha ha. And everyone's took, took it like, yes, lock him in. Like I was just having a bit of a G up joke. Can confirm he has been in my team for the whole year. <laughs> well, he turned out better than Billy Smith, mate. So you probably can't complain. Oh, <laughs> uh, what are you doing having those flogs in your team still? <laughs> I just, I'm just looking up Riley's team Rude. here. Uh, Toby Sexton traded in in round three, mate. What was the thoughts behind that? Shut up. <laughs> How are you in the final? Jason Saab in round eight? Oh, no. baby. You had Sean Russell in your team? I did as well. Did you? In the final, baby. Anyway. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Cal, worst trade-ins, mate. Sorry, worst, worst uh, recommended. recommended. Look, I, I think Nick and I can agree with this. I think we both recommended him in the preseason and Nick still has him. It's his man, the man, the myth, the legend, Billy the Kid Smith. Um, <laughs> Billy Smith, look, great. Absolutely fantastic option from us. If you hear us next season talking about a young centre or even a winger, who has been out injured as injury prone previous seasons, do not buy him. Simple as that. Don't listen. Uh, Sean Russell, I thought he was good considering he scored like 40 points from his tries he scored in the first game. Would have been good. Um, got injured, so he's on there. Ethan Bullimore as well. Nothing really fancy. Brody Jones, yeah. He made a little bit of money, but still, I don't think he was a great recommended player. Um, and look, I didn't recommend him last week. But for my team, Jesse Ramian, he needs to bounce back and do something this week or he will make this list. So I'm calling him out. Ramian, do something this week, please, against the Knights, and you'll become one of my best recommended players. Simple as that. Fair. Nick? Uh, bad recommendations, other than Valaya. Xavier Coates, probably, starting with him. He didn't do much at all. Yeah. He did win me one week, though, against Billy Harson when he scored four tries. <laughs> that's that all he unbelievable. did. That's all he did. Literally, that's all he did. I, I think mm. one guy that we all sort of glossed over here as a good, good, um, good purchase because uh, I didn't have a Cameron McInnes that you boys got. Like seriously, mm, yeah. I didn't get him, up. and I, I missed out there. Big time. Um, other worst recommendations? I don't know. I I started with a bit of a, a crap team, so every anyone that I started with was bad. Jason Tamalolo and Adam Fanor Blake. Reed Marnie was absolutely shocking. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. Hey, what about Hastings? Hey, he was pretty good. He I, was good. I, I still don't mind that trade-in. Okay. How about yours, Riley? Ryan Madison as well. You brought him in in the middle of the season. I did. Yeah, I just remembered that. Um, that, that came off the back of you boys recommending. But um, anyway, we'll let bygones be bygones. Uh but yeah, no, look, plenty to um, think about going into next year, about players' performances this year. It's going to be an interesting season next year. Oh, a late inclusion in our potty as well throughout the year has been Nick and Callum's multis of the week. And why not? We're chucking it in for potentially our last one for 2022. Uh, multis, and of course, remember, gamble responsibly. Callum? Your multi, mate. Responsible gambling, gamble responsibly. That's it. That's the way to do it. Right. My multi. David Nofaluma. Oh, actually, first off, sorry, I'll get to last week's. I lost. 
Um, it wasn't like the previous week. I told you I wasn't impressed with it, and yeah, okay. didn't work. This week, however, I like it. Now, I put in these uh, um, figures yesterday. I'm not quite sure if they're the same as they are um, of this podcast, but I've got David Nofaluma, anytime try scorer at $2 there. Marcus Sivo, $1.88, anytime try scorer. Addo Carr, anytime try scorer, $1.30. Alex Johnson, anytime try scorer, $1.54. Corey Oates, anytime, $1.46. So a few favorites there. And I've just gone the simple Sharks head-to-head at $1.15. Altogether, that gets you $11.76. Not bad. Good one, mate. Uh, Nick, have you thrown something together in the last three minutes? Yeah. <laughs> what have you got? As I usually do. Um, how many legs was that, Callum, by the way? Only six, seven? Six. Just counting them. There you go, Six. Six. Right, I've only I've only got four legs, paying twenty dollars and seventy eight cents. Oh my, here we go. <laughs> I'm telling, get on this, Riles. <laughs> I'd rather save my money, mate. David Northaluma anytime. I think that's going to happen against Para. Then I've got in the uh, Friday night game. I've got Joseph Suwali'i and Alex Johnston. So you're probably thinking, well, what's the fourth leg here to boost these odds up? It's uh, Broncos v. Dragons, baby. 13 plus. Jordan Ricky is going over to score. Oh, he is scoring this week. Cold. He's scoring. He's playing a good game. He's back. Gosh. And I'll buy you a carton you... of beer, mate. I'll buy you a carton of beer if that... If, if, if Jordan Ricky scores, you'll buy me a carton of beer or if the bet gets up? The bet gets up. I'm gonna. I was gonna say that's the better option. How about if Jordan Ricky scores a licky a liquor store bloody voucher, and you can go get whatever beer that you want. How about how about if Jordan Ricky scores? I'll send you through five bucks so you can go get a, a, a long neck or something. Righto. I'm I'm really feeling like Jordan Ricky scoring this week. I'm just giving that vibe to the to the audience to the to the Jeez. listeners. I really feel like he's scoring against the Dragons. Wow. All right. Here we go. Uh, player of the week, lads. Right? Predicted player of the week, last round of footy. Nicholas, hello, champion. Yes. Who do you think it's going to be? Ooh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I reckon, guy we didn't talk about for captaincy, I reckon Jimmy Tedesco. Cal just had a look of disgust on his face when you said that name, mate. Cal. No, I don't mind it. Teddy will bounce back. It's all good. Um, I've gone with a little bit of a different approach. He got um, play of the week a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, mate. Uh, Reese Robson against the depleted Panthers side, especially if Jake Ramble's not on the bench. I think Reese Robson could go large. Just confirming, Cal. Mm-hmm. Reese Robson on your team? 100%. All right. I was going to say. That's why I'm recommending him. All right. I too have Reese Robson on my team. Yes. We'll cancel each other out. But my predicted player of the week. Don't say it. <laughs> nah. I was going to. Probably not. You can say it. No, no. Uh, no. You know what? I think this young bloke has got a lot to prove this week. I think it's going to be DCE. I really do. I think he's got a lot to prove to not only his fan base, but also the NRL. 
DCE, predict player of the week. But no, I'm not putting a captaincy on him, Callum. No, no, that's fine. Who were you going to say? Oh, yeah, Tanner Boyd for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Tanner Boyd. If that guy gets oh. over 50 again, what a joke. <laughs> Gemstone of my fantasy teammate. I'll, watch me, I'll put the captaincy on him. I'll win. All right. Uh, from our teams throughout the season, what a way to, to finish off the potty lads, potentially the last one for this year. We'll go for the four pillars again, but throughout the entire season. So what do you reckon? Do we go pillar by pillar or we go person by person and go through the four pillars individually? I reckon we do player by cheapy sell one at a time. Oh. Wait. Let's start off with this one. All right, player of the year. Callum, take it away. Thank you, mate, because I'm pretty sure you boys will have to agree with me here. Nathan Cleary. You're joking. No, Nico Hines, Riley's man, Nico Hines. He has to be the player of the year. What a season. Because Nathan Cleary's out. Nico Hines. Nick, do you agree or do you have someone else, mate? No, I definitely agree. It is Nico Hines. You know what? I'm not going to go Nico Hines, even though he is the obvious choice and obviously he is my player of the year. But a, a man close behind who has been performing continuously, I'll have to say, Harry Grant. He's just always scored well each round of footy. So Harry Grant, my runner-up player of the year. All right, let's move on to this one. Goodbye! The year, who was the best buyer of the year for you, Nicholas? Uh, I was just looking through here. I feel time. like, yeah, I feel like this, this guy made the most money. Max King at the start of the season. Oh. Probably probably a good buy for the start of the season. You can probably classify buyer of the year in different parts of the season. But mm-hmm. he was definitely someone at the start that, um, yeah, you just was a great buy, great starting player for you. Great. Cal, over to you, mate, buy of the year. Mate, it had to be the bloke who was the player of the year. He was the buyer of the year for me because of how cheap he was with his duel, Nico Hines. Uh, the other option I had written down there, and I think that this bloke probably will get it just because of the uh, time I bought him in, the options that I had as well to bring in. Mm. I traded Jai Arrow out for this person. This person is my boy, Ruben Cotter. Wow. Good stuff, mate. You know what? For me, this year, it's got to be Joe O. What a difference he made to my team. Uh, so, yeah, buy of the year for me. Uh, was imagine if, you, imagine if you started with him too. He's gone up in price oh. ridiculously. No one saw him being fantasy relevant this year. He's not fantasy relevant until he fa- is fantasy relevant, and that is Joe O. That's exactly right. And a close second was Nanai from the Cowboys as well. He just he had a, he had a great year. Um, definitely someone that you wanted to have in beginning. <laughs> Cheapy of the year. All right, Callum, who we got? Mate, it's simple. The bloke who Nick had his buy of the year. Um, I, I, you know, I might actually do two here. I'm going to start off with Max King, who I had at the beginning of the year. Just generated that much money for me. It's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> also, I'm going to say a good pickup that happened towards the middle of the season for me was um, Cola. Yes, 
From I think he was a pretty good cheapy of the year. He yeah. made a bit of money for me. Started off slow, but then just got those price rises that I needed to move him on. Nick, if you don't mind, mate, I'd love to jump in here and uh, say that Tass from the Rabbitohs. I don't know. Just pretty good option to have a, a an extra center in your interchange and emergencies, and he got you some extra cash, which was great. And the other one I was fairly happy with, um, Tuolagi. I had him for a while, brought in some some good money for me. So, uh, yeah, definitely uh, Tuolagi for sure. Yeah, I think um, Chris Randall, Jeremiah, and Nanai were pretty good, cheap options to start the year off as well. Uh, so yeah, I'll go with I'll go with Nan- uh, Nanai from the Cowboys. I think no one saw him come onto the scene like he sort of did. He did have a bit of inconsistent form, but he made some money at the start of the year, and uh, yeah, done all right. Good stuff, good stuff, good stuff. And of course, we can't forget this one. Yawn. See you later. Get on your bike, son. Okay, just keep that in mind pretty controversial one for the year uh but callum your sell of the year mate who who did you love saying goodbye to don't steal my oh. callum oh okay um the person i really like to say goodbye to out of my team was blake taff as soon as i got him out yeah he didn't really do anything but as soon as i got him out i was just so happy <laughs> words can't describe how happy i was to see him leave my team it's nothing against Blake Taff, but just in terms of fantasy, oh, oh never um, again. Nick, over to you, mate. Oh, good. That wasn't mine. Um, I didn't have this person in my team, but if you did, you would have struggled big time. That was Tommy Trevojevic. <laughs> he lost so much cash. That was, that you point? would have lost like 400K on him. Oh, yeah. That is literally the person I've got written underneath as the other option. But I thought, no, I might hold because I thought that's who you're going to say. That is so disgusting. How much did he lose? Let me have a look. 365K. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the bright side is he'll be cheap next year. I got one for you, Rolls, if you're struggling. I'm not struggling. I'm just going back, having a little bit of PTSD, mate. Oh, um, it was really nice say, uh, saying goodbye to uh, Hastings. The fact that I brought that bloke in, it's terrible. And then Pangai Jr. It was good to That's say the other one I was going to say. You boys, surely you're saying TPJ. Oh, yeah. Don't know what we were thinking. Uh, the other one that we might have forgotten about was um, Pappenhausen. Now, mm. look. Let's say if he was healthy throughout the whole year, we don't know how he would have done. But also the amount of cash that he had that we could just do an easy swap with someone else, I think he was actually a really good sell for the year as well. Just to bring in another gun option if you needed one. All right, lads. Well, that is it. Uh, Look, we we did start off this podcast this year. Um, three blokes NRL fantasy podcast it has been something that we've been working hard on each week trying to deliver uh, expert opinions and advice for coaches around uh, Australia and look looking at statistics as well we have a couple of listeners from the United States uh, a couple of listeners from New Zealand a couple from England so we have been good getting a good range so if you are overseas and you're listening to this podcast how the bloody well are you thank you for joining us this year 
Uh, we can confirm that we will be back next year. But boys, just wanted to say a big thank you to you two for putting in effort and times out of your week to uh, bring us all the stats and everything that we need to go into each round. So well done, boys. You should be uh, really proud of yourselves. Thanks for the kind words, Riley. Thanks, Riles. Well done, Nick. You too, Riles. Oh, yeah. Like what most of uh, our mates would say, I, I bloody did nothing. I got names wrong throughout the whole year, but I'm in the grand final. So it's all smiles from my end. Um, we will be back next year for 2023. Really looking forward to seeing how everything's going to change with the inclusion of another NRL team and, of course, players missing weeks due to buys and everything like that. So it's just going to be a whole new game. But, of course, the appropriate way to finish off the potty, the very last episode, 2022, we're going to chuck it over to our good friend Nick, who, at the end of each episode, has come uh, and said our final words of wisdom. So, Nick, how would you like to end this year, mate? This is a great, this is a great goodbye catchphrase. I think it works well for Riley. Bye-bye, butterfly. Bye-bye, <laughs> 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 butterfly. See you, Riles. <laughs> no, smell you later, mate. <laughs> Catch you on the flippity-flip.